Hi, Exo. <laughs> Hi, cuties. Hi, lovely people. Hi, family. How is everybody doing? I really hope you're doing great. I really miss you, and it's still a blessing for me to be back here yet again to share with you yet another amazing, beautiful episode with you. And thank you for the feedback. I really appreciate it, and God bless you all. It's been a fun full week for me, from receiving much fun love from you all, to meeting up with my friends, Almanly, after a long while. Wow. Wow, it's still a homecoming. The weekend announced a new single, Take My Breath, set to be released later this week. Yes, the Kanye West, American Marty Grammy Award winner billionaire, really saw the weekend. It's able the weekend in his contacts. Wow. <laughs> this after Kanye shared a screenshot of his phone's log to his Instagram feed, showing that he had taken three calls with a blinding live singer in the first day. One call was listed as taking place on Sunday, while two more came on at 14.1 a.m. Jesus, so late. <laughs> and 2.17 a.m. on Monday. Well, all I can say, fingers crossed, I hope there's a music collaboration for these two coming out and they're probably cooking, you know, something together and yeah, all I can say is, wow, fingers crossed, I cannot really wait forever to cook it. With an instantly recognizable voice and songs that have been streamed several billion times, The Weeknd is one of the most ubiquitous pop stars in the world. But where does Abel test for end and his dark, grimy public persona begin? Well, Mark Anthony Green finally gets the artist to explain. American film director Mark Anthony Green, a special projects editor at GQ, Gentleman's Godly Magazine, a men's fashion magazine, which to tell the latest tips and advice for men on style, grooming fitness, travel destinations, and much more. On August 2nd, 2021, well, he wrote about his teacher with Canadian global megastar and award-winning popster Abel McIntyre. Last weekend, the weekend we started a the cover of JQ magazine and in in the September 20, 2021 other magazines issue, whose breakout hit included the reference I can't film my face, says his days of hard budding are officially behind him. The singer whose real name is Abel Tesfaye reveals that he has given up hard drugs after realizing he was using them to escape his real life and, and was becoming increasingly dependent on them. And we're also really proud for my dreams to ever come true, yeah, out of the wheel. So, Mike Anthony Green, who works with JK Magazine, really sat down with Amber to for a teacher. And, you know, I'm I'm really glad and blessed to share uh, you know, that interview with you. And I really hope you like it. And it's already stuff of dreams for me. And if you ever ask me about a couple of things on my back at least, <laughs> it's basic. And, you know, number one will be attending the weekend's live to a concert, definitely. <laughs> and number two, taking to the weekend in person. Yeah, you know, telling him how much I love his music and how he's one of my best inspirations ever. Wow, that would be really surreal. I already spent about it. And I, without a doubt, thought of life to share with you what the weekend had to say in his interview with Mark Anthony Green. And, well, so I really tied to this episode. You know, I just. Pressed it from you know copied and pressed it from, from from the article that Green wrote in the GQ magazine, which is scheduled to be released in September twenty twenty one. This for a month and actually not the coming month, <laughs> Jesus and yeah. So the title of this particular episode is the weekend versus Albert Tesfaye. Yeah, so I realize his Albert's stage name is actually the weekend and his actual name is Albert Tesfaye. So the article is. 
that of the weekend versus Abbott as well. And I also decided to, you know, get a stand title for this episode. So, yeah, yet again, the episode title is The Weekend versus Abbott as well. So, who's really the weekend and who really is Abbott as well? So, lesson in, and I really hope you have fun. So, the first question about Anthony getting asked the weekend was, What's the difference between Abbott and the weekend? And the weekend response was, well, the lines were blurry at the beginning, and as my career developed, as I developed as a mind, it's become very clear that Uber is someone I go home to every day, and the weekend is someone I go to work as. And in this, I think he's just really got a, you know, shared actual picture of who really the weekend is, and who really Uber Tesfaye is. So, um, Grindon asked the second question, and he says, so am I interviewing the weekend on Uber? Well, the weekend responds and says, I think you're getting a Jayco and high situation right now. And he lost. So here with the weekend actually, you know, points of Jayco and high he's referring to characters in the novella by Robert Louis Stevenson, where Dr. Jekyll is a Cornwall, respected intelligence scientist, who met us with the darker side of science as he wants to bring out his second nature. So he does it through transforming himself into Mr. Hyde, his evil other ego. Who doesn't repent or accept responsibility for his, for his evil crimes and ways? So Grindon and Father asks, um, which one is Jekyll and which one is Hyde? The weekend answers and says, I don't know. Abel can be better sometimes, mine. But I guess the weekend is Hyde. Abel is Dr. Jekyll. So all in all, well, Abel tests for when he gets back, you know, home. And he's upstairs here in studio doing music. He's at a kind or a respected intelligent scientist who met us with a dark side of science, you know, because he wanted to bring out his second self in nature. And, you know, he still tells us that the weekend is hard. You know, the, the other ego of Dr. Jacob, who never repents or accepts responsibility for his evil crimes and ways. So, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Mark Anthony Green then asked the weekend, how do you feel about people thinking you're a dark person? And the weekend responds, I'm not dark, my art is dark. And I've gone through dark times. I've used those dark times as inspiration for my art. But I feel like because I'm not dark, I was able to channel it and put it into my music and into my art. Well, this kind of relatable. Um, I for one, I've never thought the weekend is really dark. It's really he, the, the, the kind of image that he portrays in the music. And if you ever really ever listen to songs, you know, my, one of my favorites, I mean, all these songs are my favorites, but if you ever listen to one of his songs like What You Need, Valerie, Tears in the Rain, The Naked Games of 2011, Then Often, Earned It, The Morning, Belong to the World, High for This from House of Balloons in 2011, Then Save Your Tears Still, Then House of, the, House of Balloons Itself in 2011, They Heals, Buddy Monster. Now, this is something that you're really going to listen to. And if you happen to watch the music video, well, you, you look at the dark side of the weekend. But he says, this ain't, you know, really him. He ain't dark as the music that he puts out for us. Then other songs that you can listen to are Acquainted, The Party After the Party, The Birds, Parts 1 and 2, King of the Fall, Then Side Oaks, which featured Kenny Lamar, There's Rolling Stone, Oh My God, Rolling Stone for me. I just love the song. Usually, opposed to me. Every time I'm listening to it, I feel like it's me singing, and I feel like I'm pouring on my heart to the wall. And 
I thought that's what the weekend was doing in 2011, and then secrets from Starbrain 2016. Nothing without you. I mean, that's a live song, and this is one sound that you can never, you know, sing out to you. Love, you know, any other person if if you really never mean it. Nothing without you is something else. I mean, <laughs> this song I really love it, and you know, I'm very attributed to, to 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 you know, for the fact that you know. People fall in love and they sometimes they lost for words or they just don't know what to say out to the people that they love. I mean, this is one song that you can already send out to a person that you love. But still, when you're listening to it, it seems a little dark, but it really is lovely and it really digs deep every time you listen to it. And every time I listen to it as well, it digs deep into me and into my love life. Then after Table, well, hmm. I liked it, you know, he featured uh, on Ariana Grande's Arthur Table in the Positions album of Ariana, and, oh, it was good, but, just, <laughs> damn, it, it's, it's, it's so mysterious to me, and it's such a melody that I like, but, you know, to me, I feel it's dark, and, but it's really awesome and beautiful, then, many, many more other songs, and, you know, one more that I can really talk about is Montreal from Echoes of Silence. Oh my god. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, this thing is it's, it's just nice. That's all I can say. So actually all the dark songs or oh, all the songs that really seem to be dark from the weekend are really nice to listen to for me. I mean, you know, they, they really portray a set of he's that he's not telling us that it's not really him, but he's just trying to put it out to, to the world. And then I was never there from My Dear Melancholy in 2018. Oh, I mean, I can talk about it all day. And even the next day, even the next, even the next. <laughs> so that's how really dark the song is. And I really love it. So he clearly says it, that he's not dark, but because his art is dark and because he's gone through dark times, Perhaps that's why he, he tries portraying it, you know, in his music. And, yeah, so it's nice to say that many times the things that you go through, uh, you know, the better way that you can really put them out of you is if you're not really going to write it down in paper through a lyric or anything else, you can best sing it. And, you know, this is what the weekend does. And, oh, my God, he's a genius. <laughs> I love him. Mark Anthony Green then asked, um, what was the original reason for anonymity? And the weekend response, I don't know. Maybe there's a devil issue with that, but I feel like with me, it's never been about artists and the image of the artist. With House of Balloons, nobody knew what I looked like, and I felt like it was a most unbiased reaction. You you can get to the music because you couldn't put a first to it, especially R&B, which is a genre that is heavily enforced by how the artist looks. So we clearly know that you know in the other days when the weekend just started to sing well. Even when he put up the noise, mixtapes and all that, well, he never really portrayed his music in his art. And, you know, he preferred to, you know, put on the basketball caps and, you know, just to keep anonymous and to keep his image out of the public. And, yeah, he, he still, you know, I, I don't know, but he, he, he used to say that he used to the interview, I mean, he used to head doing interviews with maybe TVs or magazines and that, but because he, he preferred to keep anonymous and, you know, great music with anonymity, well, can I get up from the weekend? <laughs> Mark Anthony Green, then Father Artist, when did you first hear your voice? I know that it was special. 
well, that we can answer and say is, I used to get penalized for singing when I was younger because I always wanted to sing. I didn't know if it was good or bad. I just always wanted to sing. I was singing class. I was singing at a dinner table. And I would get in trouble for it because it was inappropriate at the time. It wasn't until I met Loma, my best friend. He had me sing. I was like, you should say African Indian Idol. And they, he's a megastar. So shout out to Loma. And that's his best friend right there. And, you know, it best speaks to your boy. Abel is really a good keeper. He's got his best friend too now. And, yeah, it's because of his best friend. They, you know, they're really where they are right now. And, yeah. I really love you the weekend. Green and I the weekend. Did you try to go on Canadian Idol? The weekend response and says no and he laughs. But then I started singing to guys and I was getting good feedback. The second instance was when watching it come on. It was the first time that came out from the weekend. Nobody knew what I looked like. I was not pooping. I was struggling at the time. A good friend of mine hooked me up with a job at American Apparel and I was folding clothes there. When somebody at the store played a song, mind you. Nobody know and knew who the weekend was, but well, sad to say he's now a burn of his he's he's all himself. I mean he he's really right to have, you know, the epitome of everything and you know, he's he's just the epitome of success. I'm really happy for him. Green and Arsenal weekend, did you freak out? The weekend says, Well no. I started listening, see what people thought of it. That's, that's what I mean by the adverse reaction. When I saw that everybody was like this is fire. I was like, oh. <laughs> Green and Ice, so where does the name The Weeknd come from? The Weeknd responds and says, that's what the album House of Balloons used to be called, The Weeknd. I was still able, I didn't love my name, so I called myself The Weeknd. Green and Ice, The Weeknd, do you still like the name The Weeknd as much as you did then? Alright, The Weeknd responds and says, as much as I did then? Yeah. No, not as much as I did then. I still like it, but I think now it's easy to take off the court. I like that I have that as an option to escape Abo a little bit. I definitely loved it more back then than I do now. I love my name now though, Abo. Well, we love both. I love both. I love Abo, Magnet as well, and I love The weekend. So, yeah, well, yeah, I really love you both. Both. So Green Arts The weekend. would you ever make music as Abo? And the weekend responds, I feel like I already do. My friends don't call me the weekend. They just call me a boy. It's tricky. It's it's a tricky thing, but I think the name the weekend all such legacy right now. The story of the name is in Daniel. Yeah, we best believe. Green then father asks, in most of your videos, the weekend is murdered, beaten up, etc. What is your fascination with killing the weekend? And the weekend says, It's crazy, right? I think it's me removing the weekend from Abel. I think a lot of people are like, oh, he's suicidal. It's not bad. I think it's me removing the weekend from the world. But he still finds his way back. He keeps coming up. Blinding lights is obviously not going to have him disappear anytime soon. And, well, to, for me to contribute more to this, it's, it's just a fact, you know, if, if you ever listen into most of the interviews when he just released after his album and in, in 2020, well, he clearly said it that the, the entire... The entire artistry of After All was about, you know, him trying to portray the kind of life that, you know, people live in Hollywood and, you know, the, the kind of celebrity life, getting ahead of them and that, and the better of them and them trying to escape of it, but they can't. So, I mean, here we are. We're entirely talking about The weekend as a great artist or great musician, but it's also 
a good artist, yeah. He he can really portray himself as an art. All kudos to you, Abel, Thanks and Touch Fire, The Weeknd. I love you so much. But Anthony Green then asked The Weeknd, do you ever feel guilty when you date someone who isn't famous for bringing so much attention and celebrity down into their life? Then The Weeknd responds and says, yes, I do feel guilty for sure. That's why I don't. I try not to do too much. I just try not to bring attention to myself. And I just love being in normal situations, mine. It's just a great feeling. To be just like going to work and then being in a fucking SUV. Well, something on privacy to me, I think. And well, everybody is really right here. And I mean, what would you be seeking attention for? Hmm? You know, it's very good to be you. And well, the attention could really be coming in or could be coming through, but it's just gotta be you to step to itself. Yeah. Green and asked the weekend, there's a chat on the internet that you're sober or sober light. The weekend says, I like sober light. Then Green asked the weekend, do you drink? The weekend says, I do, occasionally. I'm not a heavy drinker as much as I used to be. The romance of drinking isn't there. Green asks, weed? The weekend responds, yes. Green asks, are there drugs? The weekend responds, no. Drugs are quiet. It was me thinking what that I needed it and I'm doing the work to figure out how not to need it. And I've spent the last few years realizing that and thanking God that I don't need it. Because for a lot of people it's had to shake it, but I knew I didn't want it. So maybe because we knew how hard life was for the weekend in the start and you know, the kind of life that you leave, dropping out of high school, you know, abusing drugs and all of that, but you know, he's not looking to be a change mind and yeah, he could be living a little weird and a little drinking, but it's not as toxic as he used to be way back. And, well, it's a lesson to everybody. Yeah, get us to you the weekend. I love you for that, too. So he further said, it's tough to play the long game of drugs in a picture, right? And I eventually want a family. I know I say dumb, but I know I do on children. I mean, yeah. So a boy test for a magnet at 31. I mean, he's really good at mine. And... He's not young anymore. He's matured into one of the best-selling artists of his generation, and not even only his generation, but ever. And you know, he's not thinking about family. He's he's really you know thinking overhead. And if if there's anything he's really trying to contemplate about, it's it's definitely family. And well, like I said in my previous episode, I'll be very excited to to really have my eyes in alignment to your beautiful family able and that would be really amazing and you know I listen to very many people myself inclusive. So Green asked, why do you say you don't want children? The weekend responded and said, why do I say don't? But Green asked, yeah, is it a defense mechanism or something? The weekend responds, probably, I, I guess I say because I like the trajectory of my career, but I also feel like a, but but I also feel like having children would influence me and inspire me more. The Weekend Father Moore said, That makes me think of the lyric from the Hawaii remix with Maluma. I would rather go half on a baby. Cause at least I know that it's non temporary. And at least we'll share something that's real. 
Babe, well, I can't really sing as a weekend, no. <laughs> and please, you shouldn't really rush me for that. Nah, I could try and try, but I can never sing like the weekend. But I really love it. So, yeah, he, he says, that makes me think of the lyric from the Hawaii remix with Maluma. Sorry, I'd rather go half on a baby. Because at least I know that that's not temporary. And at least we'll share something that's real. Toxic. He loves that I lie, though. Doesn't get more real than that, you know. He are done. Then Green asks The Weeknd, Do you ever think about having to explain some of your more sexual lyrics to future kids? The Weeknd responds, Absolutely. I don't prepare for it. I don't know the day. It's it's my art. And that's who Daddy was. Well, nice one. <laughs> but Anthony Green then asks The Weeknd, Why did Kisland fall short? Was it a label people pushing and pulling in different directions or what? The weekend responds and says, Oh no, the exact opposite. Kissland is not a label type of record, especially since it's a debut album. As a debut record, there was an expectation for it. I guess for me, it was the fourth album. I feel like I said everything I needed to say on Trilogy at the time and whatever I wanted to put out into the universe. To get a genre and a method of those freaking songs. I think by the time I got to Kissland, I was definitely emotionally tapped out. I, I did three albums in one year, plus I was working on Take Care too with Jake, and that was all in 2011. So, well, to, to the weekend, he feels much as people consider Kissland really didn't, you know, get high as probably should have. But Timmy says it's just the exact opposite, and you know, he felt like he needed, you know, he needed something to say, and he said it all in trilogy. So, for, for the time of Kissland, there was nothing new for him to say because he already put out everything that. He probably needed to put out, so yeah. He then had, then I went on tour. Jimmy Lover and told me this, and I'll never forget it. He goes, You never want to finish an album, let alone make an album on tour. To the album I made on tour, Kissland was a very tour driven album, and you have to understand, I would never left, I would have never left Toronto up to that point. I'd been in Toronto my entire life. I would never have been on a plane until I was 21 years so you know this is a weekend speaking about Kissline and well it's have to say we we like Kissline and well he, for him it's it's to me I think he says it's just kind of I think that he was putting out after you know having said everything that he had to and you know this was him you know moving out on tour and he did it on tour you know imagine getting an album on tour I mean Boss stuff, legendary. Then Green asks, "You did call Chilla when you were around twenty one, right?" We can respond and say, "Yeah, the second time I ever got on the plane was a Coachella performance. I went on on one plane trip before that to Costa Rica. As a vacation, going on tour, seeing the world. I went to Tokyo, America. That's all this. That's all this new information. And then on top of that, I wanted to continue making music." I mean, I'm fully transitioning into full on pop diet. I was kind of in a middle ground, and I felt like Kissline was there. It was a very honest album. It was a lot of me being stubborn. I'm not letting a lot of input in. I'd he tried his block, and my friend Belly helped me out of that. Well, shout out you, Belly, Axel. Mm, we love you. I love you. It was a lot of other conversation to really say. I don't know. This is what I have, but I don't know what this is. I became Kissline. What can I say? <laughs> legendary. Just legendary. The weekend. <laughs> you legend. You fucking legend.
Mark Anthony Green then asked the weekend, what do you learn from it? And the weekend responds, it reminded me that I'll never stop taking chances. If it wasn't for Kesslin, I wouldn't have been able to make this new album. That song that you just heard, that's Kesslin mine. It's just me understanding how to use Kesslin now in my craft, but it's definitely my most honest record. Has the most naked, most vulnerable, and it is what it is. So the work that the, the, the song that the weekend is referring to is, you know, it's highlighted in into the interview with, you know, the article of the interview with, with Mike. Anthony Green and well Anthony says the one and only moment to the weekend appeared in the studio was rare before Abel played me a few new songs off his upcoming album. He turned around Green and asked Ready. It wasn't prompted by genuine concern that maybe I needed to grab a notebook or a bit of weather. Concern is Abel stuff. This is this Ready was condescending. Knowing it had a sudden arrogance some someone could only conjure with hundred percent certainty that I was indeed not ready, and he was right. The music here is still like a mic track. The new project is packed with party records, like real deal. Illuminated wire towers and the flow with party records. Quincy Jones meets JJ. Murder meets the best night of your fucking life by records. <sighs> well, that's quite some description. Shout out to you to Green. Really, that, that's amazing. I like it. Greenfather says, the side of Richard thing is having a moment right now. In pop music, but the records are new, sweaty, hard, drenched suits, grinding on the gall boy of your dreams by the records. And well, Ebba tells Greenland, it's an album of ours wanted to make, Ebba said. The statement would linger in my brain for days, Green says, as did the music. It became nearly impossible to, to find something else to listen to. Well, that's what happened. After <laughs> listening to Weekend, like, you, you just feel, you know, entitled to the weekend. You just feel obliged to his music. Look, there's nothing that's really gonna be there. You you just wanna listen to me to to the music from the weekend all the time. And yeah, it's it's much more than an addiction I can say. Well Green Eisen says everything else sounded soft or didn't give enough or felt too happy or too sad. It was clear to me that this isn't just an album the weekend has always wanted to make. It's an album we've always wanted to make. Damn <laughs> The project wasn't quite finished yet, but if he stares across it to be the best project he's ever put out. This or ever it will be called following after hours, following Star Boy, following Beauty Behind the Mountain as well. So made one of the most impressive chart cards on the radio we've ever seen. Which is why Kissline, which came after the three Max steps, and is considered his first studio album, is so curious. It doesn't hit the high standards of his other work. Sonically, lyrically, visually, it has a few truly great songs and the adaptation. And when the last, for example, but it's a jam of what feels like an endless number of wearing ideas. Kisland is an odd fit in his catalog, considering that ever since he was a teenager, the weekend has had such a clear vision for his music. Well, that's all Green could really say when the weekend sampled most of his songs to him, you know. And it's have to say, I can't really wait for the music to come through, and yeah, I'm really ready for the dawn to come, and I had it really be amazing, and as always. <laughs> so Anthony Margrins to asking the weekend about Kissline. He asked the weekend and says, We did some pioneering in the response and reviews. And the re re um, the weekend response and says, Oh yeah, I think people were confused. It wasn't that it was bad music. I think people were just confused. I was, as much as I was confused, and I kind of liked it. Now, this is one thing I really get attached to. You know, every, every time I try to put out music to you know, new people that have probably never heard of the weekend or they probably never give him his I mean their attention or ears. When they play them any of these odd music, old magical music, 
they feel like, oh, damn, I don't watch that. The, because this is a confusion that we can usually bring on. Like, he's, he's also talked about it and can also test to it. P- people feel confused. But the moment they tend to listen to the lyrics of, you know, what the weekend is really trying to put out in his music, especially all the music, well, it's magic. Trust me, it's really magic. And I've had friends fall in love with him. And truly, and that's really amazing to me. And, well, thank you, the weekend. Thank you. So Anthony asked the weekend, did it discourage you at all? Well, the weekend says, no, no. If anything, it's encouraged me. I read every single review. I read every comment. Everything. And I like reviews, man. I like critics. Even the biased ones that are against me. I like reading it. I think it's interesting. I think sampling, which is always great. I cannot understand when you're reading stuff. Like, I can see through the lines now, between the lines. Green asked the weekend, did it hurt your feelings? He says, of course, yeah. I mean, he's here, man, you know. Green and Father asked the weekend, so I read them. It feels like most people in the position never read the comments and reviews. The weekend says, Heartbreak isn't a good experience, but it still inspires good music. Well, another quote, another blessing of the weekend. <laughs> I'm really gonna read this out again. He says, Heartbreak isn't a good experience, but it still inspires good music. And, well, you can use it forever you want to. <laughs> Anthony Green asked The Weeknd, could you have made a first mixtape in the same vibe as the trilogy? And The Weeknd responds and says, honestly, I don't think so. I was dapped out, man. It just didn't feel authentic. Like, Kissline felt way more authentic. At least Kissline was a genuine thing. It might not have been what people expected. It might not have been great at the time, but that was who I was. And that's what all these albums are. That's who I am at the time. Melancholy, six songs, that's all I got. How come it's on nerd songs? Because I got nothing else to say. I mean, it's just typical weekend. It's typical weekend. Typical Ava. And another reason as to why I love him is because he's really gonna speak out his mind, frankly. And he's never gonna lie. He's he's never afraid to put out his mind straight. And this is this is him. I mean, this is him, really. Ugh, but like shedding a tear, yeah. Ah. Just amazing loving the weekend. I really love you so much. How wish he ever listens to this? Well, truly made the world of me. The American film director Mark Anthony Green then proceeds to ask the weekend, what was the inspiration for your twenty eighteen EP my dear melancholy? The weekend says, I used it as a therapy. You know, we, we can understand that was a time, you know, he breaking up with, you know, Van Goffin, Selena Gomez and so he says, I used it as a therapy. I made it in like three weeks. Wait, what? Three weeks? Well, yeah, I mean, this is the weekend. Anything is possible, but I mean, three weeks? Well, okay. I made it in like three weeks. I knew exactly what I wanted to say. I knew how I wanted it to sound. And that was it. And then I performed it at Coachella. The boy, and boy, was a therapeutic because I was hearing people screaming sing along to call up my name. I call up my name. I call out my name, I kiss you so gently. Oh, <laughs> I don't own the rest of the music. That's the weekend's music, and oh my god, it's really typical the weekend, and I like it. So he says he really liked it when people, you know, screamed out to that and sang along to it, and just me and a guitar. Then I went to Brazil on those festivals and hearing literally like 80,000, 90,000 people screaming everywhere to call out my name. It felt good. I mean, that was, <laughs> he, he literally brought us something at a, at a time when, 
you know, people needed it. And, you know, he literally spoke for masses. And you, you can't really imagine or wonder why people were really singing to him. I mean, 90,000 people. I mean, that's just a full-filled capacity of a circuit ground. Well, the weekend. <laughs> the weekend. Yeah, the weekend. So all I can say. You can ask, when does the therapeutic healing begin? When you make the song or when people hear it, the weekend says, I think when other people hear it, feels like it would be the other way around, no? The weekend says, I don't know, it just feels better sharing because now it's real, it's real. You're immortalizing it. When someone is talking in therapy, they're giving it to somebody. You're not getting it off your chest alone. The weekend. Mm-hmm. The weekend. I mean, this is him. He's... He's very selfless, you know, he's, he's just putting out what's best for persons. And like I told you in my previous episodes, I mean, this is one person is really speaking my mind too. His music best appeals to me. And every time he's putting out his lyrics, words and songs, I feel like, I mean, I, I even ask myself, I mean, how has he really got into my mind? He has you read my mind or something, you know, I mean, it's just stuff of dreams, stuff real stuff. So last November, The weekend called The Grammys Corrupts, and afterwards, which hit number one on the Billboard charts, I went up, platinum, wasn't nominated in the same category. It's not felt like an odd deviation from the organization's usual formula, in which critical acclaim plus commercial success equals a ton of nominations. And if I had to break out the Grammys, altogether going forward, I took from Kid Curry personally summed up the entire situation best. Abel was rubbed, mine, the sheets weak. Well, they really are in apology to The weekend, and much as the secretive communities were really scrapped off the Grammys, but I still feel, you know, there's still a, a feel of marginalization from, from, from the Grammys, whereby uh, artists, especially black artists, are really marginalized, and they're not really best appreciated, and that really needs to be changed. So I had to, you know, add my voice to that. The Grammys really all the weekend in the world, an apology, and better. So Green Arts, in some ways, we still don't know the full story about what happened with you and the Grammys. So what happened? The weekend says, I guess I, I just wasn't good enough, but, oh, is that really true? I mean, we're talking about three songs from an album that really weren't number one atop the American Billboard. And, you know, after all, it gave us the best commercial song. I mean, one of the best selling songs sung to 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 chat i mean to, to top chats for long weeks and all that really though it was just unfair from the grammys the eyes an apology but we never let our hands down we exhale till we are d well yeah so green eyes the weekend you don't actually believe that though right we can say i don't believe that but to their standards that's what it is i wasn't good enough and that's the reality of it Green asked, but do you think a group of people objectively and fairly cons considered your album along with our albums and didn't choose to nominate your art? Do you think that's actually what happened? The weekend says, when it happened, how do these ideas and thoughts? I was angry and I was confused and I was sad, but now looking back at it, I never want to know what really happened. Green says and asks, really? The weekend says, I just don't care because I'll never be the reason why I do what I do. It never really was before, and I'm glad that I can make music. I don't have to think about that. I'll never be in the conversation ever again. Well, it's the weekend. <laughs> it's the weekend. 
So green and Arsenal, we can, you know, question that, you know, any other fan of Excel, any other fan of the weekend will really laugh to Arsenal weekend. Third, you'll never submit music to the Grammys. The weekend says, no, I mean, no interest. Everyone's like, no, just do better next time. I'll do better, but not for you. I'm going to do better for me. Well, shout out to the weekend. I mean, this is you. This is who you are. I mean, thank you for framing me to be, you know, that kind of person too. I mean, I just believe things happen for a reason. And even when I'm not better for something and, you know, it happens or it doesn't really happen, I feel I, I just really got to do better. And not for anybody else, but just for me, for myself. And, well, take a hearty cut of the weekend. You deserve it. Then Green asked The Weeknd, how will you define success for the next project? The Weeknd responds and says, what makes any of my albums a successful album, especially this one? It's been putting it out and getting excited to make the next one. So the excitement to, to make the next project means that this one was successful to me. I want to do this forever. And even if I start getting into different medium and different types of expressions, music will be right there. I'm not going to step away from it. Green asked The Weeknd, how many of the red blazers after, from after us do you own? Well, the weekend says a lot. More than 10, 15? The weekend says, I'll say 20, yeah. And there was a Super Bowl blazer. So, 21, yeah. Well, we shouldn't really forget that the weekend really grasped Super Bowl 55. And, oh my god, that was a smash. He really, he just nailed it. He really killed it. And, well, I, I wouldn't see if there will ever be a chance of him performing as a you know, grand stage yet again, but it was really smashy. Considering the times that we were in and everything, well, it's one of my best performances from him. And yeah, it's really amazing. It's just great. Amazing. And yeah, that's a weekend, really. How else could you really expect from him? Just amazing stuff, you know, stuff made of haven. Green says, RIP to the Blazers. Are you happy to be done with the character? And the weekend says, I am. I'm happy also because I'm just really excited to get started on the new project. But it was emotional one, ending it on the Super Bowl. I think it was the best way to say goodbye to it. Green asked, uh, there was so much detail in executing the character. What was the meaning behind it? The weekend says, I guess I was just trying to symbolize how dark the stone can get and how the results of the darkness is very, I guess, self-harming. And that's what the album was about. And I guess I wanted to create something that I was haunting. What my depiction of Hollywood was, what the weekend's depiction of Hollywood was, the neighbors by the weekends. <laughs> so Green said, but on outside looking, it would appear that the weekend thrives off of the toxicity of Hollywood. The weekend said, that's amazing. I think everybody who would love to depart and divide himself from the weekend. It's like the random thing, man. You know, random in the Spider-Man comics thing. Um, he just doesn't know how to yet, you know, and that is the journey I feel for me. And he doesn't know how to react. So he's referring to himself, you know, as Venom, who is an alien symbiote that grafts his consciousness onto a human host, you know, in the Spider-Man comics of Marvel. So, you know, the weekend is referring to himself as the kind of thing in that he can't really rip himself. You know, Abel cannot really rip himself of the weekend. And the weekend cannot really rip himself of Abel. It's just intertwined and, you know, he best feels that way. Green asked the weekend, are you both into the same type of women? I mean, referring to the weekend and Abel. <laughs> he laughs and says, yes. Green says, congrats on the upcoming HBO show, by the way. Do you plan on writing and directing films one day? The weekend says, absolutely. When the time is right, cinema's always been my first portion. Green asked, when you were 19, for studying on what was your favorite movie? 
So 2009, yeah. Mm. Audition to Takashi Mike. That's a dark film, man. If you could plan your role from a, a past film, what would it be? The weekend says, honestly, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with it. Fucking near from the Matrix. <laughs> I mean, who didn't want to be fucking near from the Matrix? That movie literally changed my life, he says. So Green asked the weekend, so if you're playing near, who could who could you have played Trinity? He says, Gary Annie Morris. It'll still be her. She was, I mean, she was gay. <laughs> I for one, I can watch the Matrix. I know. Every time I'm watching it, it feels new. It just feels brand new. For the Friday TV camera before I was born, but I can really still watch it. And every time I'm watching it, it feels new to me. Oh my god. I, I, it's, it just really puts out how good it was. Grafted and how really great it is. Uh, then, um, Mike Anthony Green asked The Weeknd, who would you like to work with soon? The Weeknd says, I'd love to work with Arka. Arka's great. I'd love to work with Kenny again, especially in production. I get my laugh with Tyler, the creator, and what he's doing right now. Tyler's funny, man. I remember he came to one of my performances. I think it was like a festival performance, and he was very vocal about was his favorite song at the time. You can tell he's waiting for the song. I could see him. As soon as it's on Harpin, he's like, alright, cool, thanks. And he just, you know, pissed out. <laughs> it's just pretty funny, but he's somebody that I really admire because he wears his feelings on his sleeve. Well, shout out to you to Kanye, to Ike, as well as uh, Tyler, the creator. Keep doing what you're doing. Green the Arsenal Weekend, what's the craziest moment you've had with someone, you know, finding out to a song, finding out to a song? Um, the weekend response says, Tom Cruise singing to come for my face on late night TV. That was like, what the fuck is happening to my life? When he did that, the moment was crazy just because he's not a real person. He's a figment of my childhood. Oh, shout out to Tom Cruise too. I mean, we love you. Um, Green and, you know, Father is the weekend. What's missing? The weekend asked in my life. Nothing at all. Green asked, nothing at all. And we can say nothing that I could think of. None of 31 years old. No. Well, he's 31. <laughs> the asked the weekend, were you able to celebrate your 30th? Or did the pandemic ruin that? And the weekend says, my birthday was rare before. The party wasn't big. It was a little venue, super grungy, really good. It's a place on the east side, lift up floors. I was DJing with friends. There were like a hundred people. We had fun and we were sloppy. I think I hugged every single person in the building. It was a grab moment I made Jim Curry. Uh, Green asked, he came to the party? The weekend says, no, we had been texting prior to that, and then on my 30th birthday, he surprised me. He just pulled up to my crib and took me to break forest. You know, I asked, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he asked this out of, out of you know, shock. <laughs> How did he get your address? The weekend says, he lived literally like two buildings down from me. He had a telescope and I had a telescope. He was like, where do you live? What floor do you live on? I was like, blah, blah, blah. And we looked out the windows and our telescopes and we could see each other. Getting shots, he said, telescope birds. Uh, that was like the beginning of my 30s. So just like, what is going on? Like we can respond, you know, saying, that was like the beginning of my 30s. So just like, what's going on? Green asked the weekend, last few questions. Are you better at making music when you have PO and you said, well, I I the weekend again, in person. So the weekend says, I believe that when anybody's sad, they make better music. They make more emotional music, more honest music, cathartic, therapeutic music. And I've definitely been a victim of wanting to be sad for that because I'm very aware. I definitely put myself in situations where it's psychologically self-harming because making good music is a drug. It's an addiction and you want to rise up that. 
Fortunately, I've, I've been through there and I've learned how to change weight. And I've ex- experienced enough darkness in my life for a lifetime. I feel like it's out of music and it's probably why I haven't dub- dabbled in- into to my therapy because I feel like music has been my therapy. Wow. It's a weekend for you. He's not even gone for so much therapy because he feels the music that he best puts out is much more therapy to him than anything else. The Anthony again asked the weekend, how do you feel about being compared to Michael Jackson? Well, the weekend said it's a roller coaster because Michael is somebody that I, I admire. He's not like a real person, you know. When I started music, making music, that's all I wanted to aspire to, just like every other musician. So then when I started getting those types of comparisons, I invited them because it's like who wouldn't want that? But I guess the older got and the more I started understanding who I was, which is very important for me to realize how do how do I become that for someone else? Because I know James Brown was that for Michael. And I'm not trying to say I'm Michael's successor or why not. But I'm I'm excited to be the first weekend, you know. Well the weekend for you people, I mean this is the weekend for you. That's kind of mentality this person really is and well, how can you really have the weekend? I mean, how can you, and how can you really love the weekend? He's really put out everything in brief, yeah, very brief in brevity, but, you know, everything summarizes where he really is. He's a great person. He's a legend of his, you know, generation, and he's a great person living around. He's a great family, and he's now started thinking about family as well. Yeah, he did drugs when he was younger, but he's now putting all putting in he you know he's just trying to put it off himself through his music and he really taught us his best therapy is his music and I mean this is a weekend for you really and you can really listen in. So he's really heard, you know, songs that you released to us uh the past two weeks, the past month. He released You Right featuring, you know, it was Dodger Cut song, but he featured on that, You Right, I love it as well. Then he also featured on Bailey's song featuring Young Third called Better Believe and wow he nodded so I can't really wait for Friday this week when he said to release take my breath and yeah I really hope that Dan is really I don't know <laughs> knocking and I can't really wait I can't wait to, to, to listen into all the great music that he's really gonna put up uh, this week as well as the upcoming future and I really wish him all the best well to everybody who's been listening into this, well, thank you so much. I remain Jeremy Axel, you host right here, and I love you so much. And really mean the most to me, okay? Um, I love you, Mom. I love you, friends. I love you, everybody. And thank you for making my jam a reality. And thank you for supporting me. And yeah, baby, we just gotta conquer. We just gotta make it. Yeah, we gotta jump all hurdles and we, we gotta achieve even more, I believe. And yeah, you can as well check out my Instagram. Or uh, at where is Senyonjo, yeah, um, at where is underscore Senyonjo. I'm, I'm going to leave all the links from FB and Instagram in the description of this particular episode. Thank you for listening in, and, well, God bless you, and I love you so much. Can't wait to be back yet again. Mwah. <laughs> I love you. Stay safe.